Hey guys, Jenna here, and we got Bradell, Mike, Jarrell, and JT, and you're here for another episode of Geo Talks. Uh, how's everybody doing? We haven't talked in a, a minute, I think. How's everybody doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been like, what, two or three weeks since we talked last? Nah, huh? I thought we talked last week. Or am I tripping? Oh, I don't know if it was last week. I think it was a week. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It still <laughs> I does something. I don't know. So much. It has been a while. There's a lot of stuff going on, though, right? Lots a of stuff. A lot. A lot. Yeah, it's a lot a of lot. stuff. Um... Mike, Bradell, how y'all doing? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Just another day in paradise, you know how they say. It's always good. Yep, same here. I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. So, um, you know, since, you know, being Geo and one of the things we highly um, want to teach on and spread is uh, financial wellness and generational wealth and just financial empowerment yeah. in general. And, uh, you know, of course, you you guys know that we do uh, a budget series where we teach people, you know, the importance of budgeting. But oftentimes we always see people that just think that just budgeting is something where they just can't do anything, basically. So today's podcast is going to be living your best life on a budget. So I want to ask you guys a question about that first. Do you think you can live your best life while still on a budget? What's the definition of best life? I mean, just like best, living your best life, period. Just like feeling good about yourself. Can you still feel like you're living your best life? Like you're not restricted. You're still improving yourself. However way you think you're living your best life. Do you yeah. still think you can do it while on a budget? I think I see what you're saying. So you're saying like like uh, being able to like reach your goals and stuff and and do the things that you want to do while you're still on a budget. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Uh, okay. Well, in that case, yeah, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Um, I think, I think when it comes down to your goals and your budget, they kind of got they kind of got a line, right? So like, you can you can have a budget, but your budget still aligns with whatever personal goals you have in your life, which is what you would consider to be success, right? Mm-hmm. So you can live your best life, right? So like if my goal is to have a house and you know I have I have something in my budget for example to save my money every month for whatever purpose whatever purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, you know, ultimately you're gonna gain confidence, you're gonna you're gonna gain happiness by knowing that you're one step closer to your goal. This is just an example. But I think I think it's definitely possible. Okay. I don't see, I don't see why not. It, People it, do it all the time. I mean I'm doing it. Okay. I'm okay. Still, I'm still in my best life. Okay. Excuse, excuse me. What about you guys? Are you guys living your best life while on a budget? Or so. Uh-huh. So I do agree with what Bradell was saying, but I'm gonna go ahead and play devil's advocate because, like, it, it also depends on like, all right, it depends on the person because you got some people who, I mean, their best life is just blowing money in every category. Ooh. Ooh. So I mean, that that can range from whether it be you know. Um, cars uh trips food anything of that nature so i mean if that's their if that is what they consider their best life then they probably can't do it yeah man that is a good point i, I mean i guess like you said it depends on what your definition of what your definition of best life is oh 
Because okay. I mean, you know, the point of a budget is, you know, especially if you're trying to still live your best life on a budget, you're going to tailor it to what you value the most. So if you value traveling the most, you're going to cut back on everything else. But if you really value everything you're doing, it ain't nothing to cut back on. Like yeah. you just blowing money. Yeah. So y'all living y'all best life. I know every one of us budget, right? So y'all living y'all best life. I be struggling on budgets sometimes, but what you talking about? I, I, I be <laughs> struggling. What what for now, what'd you say? I said, heck yeah. I was struggling. I be struggling too. <laughs> I mean, no, I totally I am one hundred percent on budgeting. I think it's an excellent idea. I think that um just like JT said, anything you want to get done, whatever your priority is, you can generally fit it within your budget unless it's just blowing money then i mean that's kind of the complete opposite of what a budget the purpose of a budget is because you're but you know what though the people who just like blow money they're really not living that best life because it's a reason why you just blow money uh-huh a lot uh-huh. of people just blow money simply because it makes them feel good to do it because they're lacking in something else in their mm-hmm. life. but then they don't realize how good it feels when you you stick within a budget and you got money left over i would say like for me i still my weakness as far as budgeting is is sometimes i don't consistently go back and track it i have to remind myself oh you gotta go back like make sure you're still in budget like you need to to track it that's that's my weakness that's true because like Mm -hmm. i usually do my budget like every time i get paid which is like you know Mm -hmm. every other week or so Mm -hmm. but like i skipped a whole month a whole month yeah i skipped a, a whole month and i could not figure out like where you know the difference between when I got paid and like that next month, you know mm-hmm. how you gotta figure out that the difference between the months. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. Man, I chunked yeah. it up. You know, I chunked deuces up to us. I figured out. I took that hit. That month had to go off to the side. But it is what it is. Yeah, but the good thing is, is like budgets don't have to die if you mess up one time. Because I, I messed up a lot of times. But the next month, if there's a new month. And That's it's true. a new budget. That's true. <laughs> and I might do better the next month. That's true, bro. I, I, feel, I feel you, because I know uh, before Sierra and I got the house, man, when I say we were on budget, it was it was strict, but it wasn't to the point to where we couldn't enjoy ourselves. But I'm mm-hmm. talking about it was like we checked it, I ain't gonna lie, probably every two or three days. <laughs> like we looked at it and everything. Because yeah. we knew the goal was to get a house. And like now we kind of re- a little bit too relaxed. And we like, you know, we need to get back on it because... Uh, <laughs> It's been a couple times to where we done messed up the budget. I'm like, what's our budget for this again? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Every two, two or three days, I was, I applause. I'm like, that's pretty good. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna knock that. I ain't gonna lie though. I do want to spend money. Like, sometimes you just, you just want to spend money. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I can see why people feel like a budget will restrict them because it does put you. It makes you disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes you disciplined. Like, yeah. you can't just go. I'm like, oh, you know. You know, this gun, I say gun because I like guns, y'all know, right? So, this gun costs, this gun costs $400. And then, like, you know, and it, they make it so easy because when you be online and stuff, all you got to do is click add to cart. And then you just so happen to click pay, you know? <laughs> just like, so just so happy. Active. And then you think, and then you rationalize, you're like, well, if I don't really want it, I can send it back. Mm-hmm. You, know, I can, you know, I just, uh, you know, I, man, it's easy. Yeah. It's so easy. So, in my perspective, yeah, I think you can't live your best life on a budget, but, you know, 
we say budget and of course budget has this negative connotation like you can't do what you want to do i think anybody can live their best life on a budget they just mean that you're more in control of your money you know you prioritize where you want your money to go and you know if your splurge money is 750 a thousand dollars a month you know that you can still you know what i'm saying splurge live your best life and still maintain your budget you see what i'm saying so, I want to splurge fifteen hundred and a thousand. That's like, that's why. Then you just put that in your budget, and then you're able to do it. But Mm -hmm. my thing is, when we say budget, we have this negative connotation: is I can't do this. You can budget whatever you want to budget. You can budget for the things you need. You can budget for the things that you want. If you have two thousand dollars left over, you have the choice to put that on debt. You have the choice to save it, or you have the choice to allocate it somewhere else and spend it. I look at it like this, man. you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want with your money. But the, the whole purpose of the budget is just for you to be able to know exactly where each dollar is going. Exactly. And if you if you enjoy uh, blowing money in places, you know what I'm saying, spending it how you want, that's fine. But be able to account for it. You know what I'm saying? Be able to, to look down and say, okay, um, I allocated this for this. I did that. You know, I got this allocated for that. That amount of money went towards this. Like, long as you're able to track that money and hopefully save, then you, you you're good. I'm yeah. long, as long as you're able to be able to 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 say, I know exactly where it went. What happened to that money? Yeah, Dang. a lot of people can improperly can improperly budget, and I mean, well. You, we may see it as improperly budgeted, but they budget. They know exactly where the money's going. It may not be going to where it needs to go, but right. they budget it out, and they're good. But, but that's that's, a, that's really a different conversation because um, you might not have... Some people might not have a budgeting problem. They might have a spending problem. Like They spend their money on unnecessary things, and they be like, but I got a budget. Yeah, that's cool, <laughs> but you're not saving anything. You're not... You're not everything yeah, that's what I was just about to say. You can budget all day. Like people yeah. can budget but, but you might have a spending problem. You still broke. Right. Mm-hmm. He right. broke because you don't you ain't doing what you're supposed to do with your budget, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every 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 budget, every budget is not about saving. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think it, this sound this sounds like a real good topic that we could definitely like deep dive into. This is, this is definitely a, a good topic. Like about how to what the importance of a budget and how to like prioritize on, on or like where are your goals and how how do you spend yeah but about living your best life on a budget i got a question i just got a question for you guys so um tell me if this is if you guys are like this when i started budgeting one of the first things i did is like i didn't even know where my expenses place just like Burdell was saying so I, I decided to look at that first and i found myself going to sonic a lot Sonic. And it was like, yeah, just specific. I was young, okay. I was young. I didn't know good food. Andy's. But did but, you not go to happy hour? Oh yeah, it was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was happy hour or not, because it's only the drinks are half price, you know. But <laughs> but, but yeah, man. So um, so then of course you get to this point where you're like, okay, do I have to sacrifice my Sonic trips or like eating anywhere else? Or do I have to like fully just eat on just groceries? Do I can I still have a budget and go and eat out or go and eat what I want to eat? Do I have to 
like restrict that and only eat great value, you know? Hmm. That's a good point. Nope. First, first of all, we ain't, we ain't about to eat no great value. I'm going to eat No, no. I was just, I mean, I'm just asking. I'm just saying, like, some people think that, like, if you're on a budget, you can't eat at, out at restaurants and you're going to get groceries, but you have to go get, like, the, the, the off brands. Like, you can't get Frosted Flakes. You got to get, like, Tiger cereal, you know what I'm saying? Tiger like, cereal. <laughs> Corn flakes. You know what's a real wake up call though? Mm-hmm. The real wake up call is when you get you when you get your budget and you get your bank statement and you start breaking everything down and you realize like dang, I really eat out too much. Like, dang, I give so many restaurants so much money. And you'd be like, okay, if I was to start going to the grocery store, I could retain X, Y, Z and end up having extra money left over. And you can be like, either I can put this in savings or I can add this to my gun fund. You know? Hey. <laughs> so, so like me, per- me personally, as far as like eating out, I think you still can eat out, but of course you can't do it every day. Like for instance, you know, I remember uh, coming across this guy who was talking about how certain restaurants he'll only eat there maybe a certain number of times a month. And he said what he discovered is when he did that, it felt special when he went. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't get, he did, every time he went, he didn't get tired of the food because he wasn't going so often. Um, so it was like a treat to himself. Like, yeah, I did good with this. I'm gonna go ahead and go out to eat. And then on the flip side, you can find out like, okay, if you have a favorite restaurant, and they serve a particular dish that you love, okay, figure out how to make it. Yeah. You can I probably feel, I feel I feel what y'all are saying. Mm-hmm. But on on the flip side to that, it's just I think that if you want to go out to eat versus cook at home, you can. You know what I'm saying? Like if we're looking and we're talking about budgeting, if you want to eat out every single day except for like two days a week. You can do that within your budget, as long as you're allocating it properly. Yeah, but if the conversation, I think it's two different conversations. There's a budgeting conversation and then there's a saving conversation. That's if right. we're talking about saving, then yes, you yeah. want to start cooking at home. But if we're talking about inside of a budget, you can do whatever you want with the money that you bring in, as long as you assign a name to every dollar. That's facts. I got a question just out of curiosity. What's the most you guys have ever spent in a month on e <laughs> <laughs> Now that we're budgeting, is that what the question is? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the most? Because I'm going to let y'all know something. I know, I know, I know. I've probably spent, um, I know for a fact I've spent over $100 a week in eating out. Oh, really? And that's, and that's, and that's, and that's eating, that's eating out lunch and dinner every single day and when you go to these restaurants you're spending you're spending about 20 bucks a day that's facts that's facts right so So that's about a hundred dollars a week that's four minimum a hundred dollars a week four hundred dollars a month so if you add in those those weekends if you decide to eat out every single day you probably could be looking at about five hundred dollars a month what you got, Mike? Mike, what you got? Yo. <laughs> 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 I'm, 
I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm really ashamed to say this, but it's all a growth moment for me. But when me and Simone first started dating, like we ain't had no kids. You know what I'm saying? I ain't have a mortgage. Like honestly, man, we would go get a steak almost every day, and we would go out of town weekends and just go get steak and all type of stuff. Honestly, with food and tips, the most I ever spent on food in a month between me and Simone was probably about twenty-two, twenty-three hundred dollars. But he could do it. But, but listen, but that include tips. That include tips, not just the food. If you go to a nice restaurant, you gotta leave a nice tip too. So I don't know how much just on food, but on food and tips, we probably spent yeah. Mike over there leaving sixty percent tip. It was over two thousand dollars that we we used to spend almost consistently. Uh, then, you know, of course, if you get a drink or something like that, too, you know, and the drinks in the restaurants are very expensive, man. You can pay $15, $20 for two drinks. You know, you get you a bottle of wine. It can be $70, $80 for a bottle of wine just one time, you know, so it, it can get pretty expensive pretty fast. So now we're having like special occasion, Valentine's dinners like every day, basically. Well, 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 listen, so now what we do, like on Fridays, we'll treat ourselves to like Outback or Longhorn or something like that, but we don't appetize. We'll, we'll go during lunchtime, like on a Friday, and we'll take our daughter some time too. We'll just get appetizers because we know that, you know, appetizers are just as good. We can get appetizers and, you know what I'm saying, get water and chill out. We, we could come right back home so we can get some drink we get back home and we can actually cook a steak later that day if we want to and we can save money that way and we can still enjoy ourselves because just like what i think one one of y'all said i think jt said you learn how to cook some of this food sometimes it can be better than the restaurant so i enjoy my steak better than an outback steak now i enjoy my steak better than a, a steak at char so i don't we don't go to char no more we ain't got to i mean a char no uh what's not not not, not char um uh, Ruth, Ruth Chris, we ain't got to go to Ruth Chris the most. I know how to cook lamb chops here. I know how to cook steak here. So we just cook it at the house. We can save all that money. Yeah, yeah. man, Mike, I'm going to tell you, that is a great example of how living your best life can be on a budget. But also, like, sometimes your best life changes. But it's still like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you that's both true. was your best life, but it's just two different lives. So that's, I, I thought that's a great example. Uh, it, well, okay, you, Oh, I, was about to say, I, I was about to say I agree with you because, you know, now having two kids, man, my best life has changed <laughs> when it comes to eat food. I feel you, man. So actually, speaking of JT living his best life. So, JT, you're a vegan, right? How long have you been vegan? It will be a year next month. OK. Can you tell me right. or tell us like that experience of being vegan on a budget? Because I know a lot of times people think that buying vegetables and produce is just a problem when you have a budget, I guess, or like if you're maybe lower on funds than some other people. So starting out, uh, it was it was pretty hard as far as like trying to trying to get food um, and and make meals and stuff like that. Because at first I was spending, we were spending a little bit more money. What actually helped us out was you know getting on social media and actually getting on a lot of these vegan groups. And people will post suggestions on, okay, go eat here or get this and post ideas and stuff like that. And we just learn how to shop better on getting the ingredients. Um, so, I mean, it, it, like I said, it started out pretty rough. Then it got pretty good. A lot of meals that we learned was from Facebook or even going to restaurants and getting vegan meals and, and coming back to the house and learning how to cook it. 
Um, it's just certain items that we might get in bulk. Like, of course, we'll get beans in bulk, rice, vegetables, and stuff like that. Because it's typically, depending on where you get it, if you get it at a local market, it's a whole lot better and cheaper. And, I mean, it's the quality is better, too, versus going to, like, Kroger's or Walmart or places like that. It was a huge adjustment. But, I mean, now, to be honest with you, it's gotten to the point to where, you know, granted, I'm still the only person vegan in my house. But a lot of times, everybody in the house will eat a vegan meal. Because like, we've learned how to cook it and season it properly to where, I mean, the kids are eating it, my wife is eating it, so it's just like, all right, well, we ain't got to eat nothing, have any meat or anything. She's slowly turning them vegan, they don't even know it. <laughs> well, so look, it's funny, it's funny you say that. Hold on, hold on, it's funny you say that my sister-in-law has been cooking vegan meals for her kids for, um, for a little over a month, and they don't even know it. So everything they've been eating is vegan. Uh, uh, is this the same no, one? Uh, cut <laughs> But look, they love it though, cause they, cause ever since they've been, they like, mama, this food tastes real good. Like, what, what, what is this? And she's like, I don't even tell them. So they eat, they eat help. Like a Thanksgiving dinner, that was uh, all uh, you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and that and that helps out a lot too. Like my sister-in-law, she's a chef. Uh, well, both my sisters can really cook, and they always like cooking vegan meals for us. Like, as a matter of fact, yesterday we just came from over their house and she texted like, man, bro, I got vegan cheesecake for you. I got this, I got that, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> so as soon as I got off work, I, we just headed over there. Okay. Yeah, I might have to try that vegan cheesecake if you got man. it. Man, that's great. That's great. I think, um, so, so JT, what do you think your, um, we'll say your restaurant budget, has it reduced being vegan or do you still think it's about the same? Um, it's, it's actually reduced. Um, well, it, it, well, I, okay. Let me let me rephrase it. It depends, right? If we, if it's just me and Sierra going out, then it has reduced. Of course, if we're bringing the kids, then then nah, <laughs> it's, it's not because they, they be eating a whole lot of food. But I mean, we we've kind of come back to meeting in the middle. Like in the past, we used to make sure we would get like appetizer, entree, and then dessert. So we might cut back and just get the entree, or we'll cut back and just get the appetizer, like Mike was saying, and you know just go off of that and then go to the house and we might have something set up there and finish cooking that or whatever. So, cause I know we went to a restaurant and they had some fried cauliflower with some sweet and spicy Asian sauce on it. And it was so good. We learned the recipe and cooked that at the house. And man, I'm like, now nah, I ain't got to go back. Mm, that sounds disgusting. Man, man it, I, it sounds good to me. It is amazing. The thing is, the thing is though, it's, it's really it's really on how you cook it and how you season it. Because let's be honest, people don't like meat, they like seasoning. Because if oh, you yeah. ate meat without seasoning, you wouldn't eat it. Oh yeah, you're no, right. No, 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 Jarell, you, you If you ate meat without any seasoning, if you bought, if you bit into chicken without any seasoning, the only meat that you probably eat without seasoning is maybe bacon. You season your steak, Mike. I, hey, I'm telling you, I, I agree with Mike. Pepper. Hey man, I ain't gotta have no seasoning, man. I, I do it all the time. No. Season, salt and pepper is seasoning, Mike. Yeah, it, it, it is, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Just, just first of all, ain't nobody what? eating no plain stuff. <laughs> I, I I agree. I'm I, I agree with JT. And now I'm curious, just because it's not doesn't have anything to do with the budget. Now I'm just curious about veganism and eating vegan food. Um, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Now yeah. I will I will say one thing that people kind of mess up right. uh, when they switch over to plant based uh, eating or whatnot. You have to be aware of your calorie intake when you ate meat, because a lot of times people will lose a lot of weight and they're sluggish and tired, and it's because they're not eating the same amount of calories. 
Because if you eat the same amount of calories, you're not going to lose any energy. You're actually going to gain even more, and your weight is going to be good. It makes so. sense. It makes sense. Oh. Oh. I had to figure it out another way. Uh, That's why you be having vegans walking around like they about to pass out. Yeah, they, they not eating the right calories. <laughs> you probably eat like a thousand less calories. Yeah, you gotta eat like two thousand calories a day. Eat more cauliflower, you gotta tell them eat more cauliflower. Man, Jim tried to trip me with some of the, some of that fried cauliflower one day. I said, "What is this, woman?" Sorcery. <laughs> it, it had buffalo sauce on it. How did you fry it? Did you double batter? Um, honestly, it was store bought and covered in batter, and I air fried it. She tried to trip me. Uh, I, you you got to double batter that, and then you and then the thing is, you can't do it when it's frozen because it, it retains water a lot. That's so right. it's going to throw the flavor off if you do it while it's frozen. So you have to wait for it to thaw out and double batter it. And it's going to taste so good. I just feel oh. like if you got to do all that, you probably just go ahead and just eat some real meat. What? I like to <laughs> lay with A quick question for you, JT. A quick question for you. What's up? Has, uh, since you're a vegan now, has that made you a better cook because you're trying to replicate some of the things that you've eaten? That you've eaten. Yes, and then I mean it, it's it's broadened my, I guess, uh, horizon on food because it's just so many different combinations that I was just unaware of, or so many different vegetables that I ain't really think would would blend well together, and you know just learning how to cook it like that. It just it's it's a, and then on top of that, just having a lot of meals that actually cost a lot less than what you would eat out with meat and stuff like that because okay cook these particular vegetables like that do this like that put it together and it's like well crap i didn't know it's gonna taste like that so yeah the only reason why i couldn't be a vegan because i don't i don't eat vegetables anyway <laughs> so that yeah you know, I, i'm gonna go on and let you know though we're getting older you're going to start putting that in your diet you probably right. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not saying that you gotta be a vegan, but you're gonna have to start eating my vegetables. Let him know. You, you're probably right, man. I'll be honest. You're probably right. Would you eat just meat? Just meat. And carbs. And carbs. And sweet potatoes. Is that a vegetable? Right. It's a I'm, vegetable. A, I'm, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and uh, make some adjustments, sir. Uh, I eat certain vegetables, like, you know, I'll eat like broccoli with cheese, or I'll eat like. Um, some um some oh, you, oh you 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 one of those people where you go get a seven pounds of meat yeah, <laughs> 11 yeah, pounds yeah, of cheese yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, man i eat healthy and i got a diet coke uh-huh. <laughs> exactly exactly otherwise we're just eating grass it's like i don't really want to eat grass i mean it just for me it depends on what type of lettuce you're eating because i don't i'm not a big fan of lettuce i'd rather have spinach yeah, I don't like spinach. It's too good. like iceberg lettuce. That has no nutritional value. Right. I'll take the no nutritional value over the spinach. What? Because it has no taste, what? basically, I think. That's probably why you never grew. <laughs> probably. <laughs> spinach. Need that spinach in your life. <sighs> so, so look. So, okay, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to switch it over from food. And uh, just because... We got um, just a couple of life changes going on with us. So, uh, Jarell and I, we're getting married. And then Mike is also getting married. And my question is, is what can, if you're on a budget or if you're, you know, trying to budget is, first of all, can you be on a budget and prepare for a wedding? Heck yeah. How can you have a wedding without a budget? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know what? The question again, it depends on what type of person you are, because you got some people want that celebrity life uh, wedding and they can't afford it. Well, right. well, it's it's two different things: having a budget for a wedding and budgeting for a wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, you you can go well. First of all, like the average cost of a wedding is like thirty something thousand dollars. Like the devil is a liar, huh? Yeah, no, no, it's for for real. Like Google, if you guys want to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care what Google say. Just not not in my book though, because that's nah, that's too much. it's a lot. I think um for us like we're happy for it. Hmm. I ain't competing with it. Man, I think it's all about, you know, what, what the couple wants at the end of the day, too. But, um, like, for us, we see, of course, with COVID, a lot of things change. But some people are still having, like, 300 attendees at a wedding and stuff. But for us, we're still having, like, we're having, like, 50, I think, 50 to 75 max at a wedding. That always saves money when you, like, reduce it. And I think, um, I think for people that are getting married, I think it's a good idea at the beginning to focus on, like, what do you really want out of the wedding? You know? It's like, do you really want all your friends and neighbors and, and like, their friends to come? Oh. Just, like, how intimate do you want it? Because the more intimate it is, the cheaper it's gonna be. That's just, like, the first thing. But, um... Yeah. And one thing is it's like research, research, research. So you don't know what you want. So you can set the proper budget so you don't go over budget. Because a lot of times people go over budget on their wedding budget. Yeah, that's true. It's easy to go over budget too. Because like some of the stuff you see, it's like, man, that'd be so nice. And then you see the price and you're like, yeah, can't do that one. But, yeah. then, but then you see other stuff and you're like, man, that is just trash. But that's within your budget. So sometimes you have to like, you know, you have to sacrifice. Like, do you want to? a good photographer who's gonna really capture the moment or do you want to have you know really good food you know what i mean i, I still think it's within I, reach though I, I think weddings are a scam wait a minute we didn't we weddings how do we get on weddings this are a scam listen to me right. listen to me weddings are a scam man because at the end of the day they are they are finessing money out of people like they are overpricing every single thing just to get money out of you like that's crazy and then the thing about it is the wedding is for the people that's coming so they could be able to walk away and say man that was a nice wedding oh yeah for sure i've already thought about that but i don't necessarily think weddings are a scam i just think that like you just said, they're overpriced. Like the wedding industry. Well, so I, 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 I think more so society has just turned it into something that it's not really supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, that's why I see. That's why I think Burdell's saying it's scam. Because I mean, like you said earlier, when it's, in, when it's <laughs> like you said, when it's more intimate, I meant what I said. You're spending less. I know, right? When you're, when it's more intimate, you're spending less money. And when you look back on it, because a lot of times when the wedding's too big, I've noticed people look back on it with full of regrets. Not just fi- from a financial standpoint, but somebody came in there that they really didn't care for and started some mess and did this bull crap and that. Like, bring the people you love, spend mm. less money, and, and then that way you can actually have good quality food and a good photographer. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have that. Yeah, 
So, so it's, it's life after the wedding. That's one thing you got to think about. A lot of people I, don't. I feel the same way, man. Like, cause like when we think of weddings, we think of you know you got to have all this extravagant stuff, and just like you're saying, it's what kind of what society says, and then you know like what society kind of plays on is that the bride's parents and the groom's parents they'll take care of most of the expenses and blah 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 you know and a lot of parents when their kids get married they'll pay for the wedding whatever it costs and then they'll give them a down payment on the house that they're going to move into right you know what i'm saying so this if you want to talk about tradition that's where the tradition came from however uh everybody is not in the situation everybody's parents aren't in that financial no situation to even think about that right you know what i'm saying like some people can't even ask their parents to buy their own tuxedo <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying so it's, it's it's hard so we want what society plays as this wedding but then just like y'all said you know it, it really boils down to hey this is about me and the individual that i'm marrying you know what I'm saying? What do we want and how is this wedding going to sustain our marriage? Is it going to sustain our marriage? Do we need to be spending all this money if if the at the end of the day this is not for us? Like so if whatever money we spend, whatever we do, we want to make sure this is something that we think we can benefit from, not just like like like, like somebody said, so they can be like, "Oh, that was a real nice wedding. Oh, they had some good meatballs. Oh, they had some good chicken." Oh, <laughs> The good deeds that, that, that they had. Nobody, at 20 years later, ain't nobody gonna be talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So that, that's, yep. that's why a lot of people say get you a good photographer or a videographer, somebody that's gonna capture those important moments and memories that you can always reflect upon. But, you know, you ain't gonna be thinking about the fried chicken 20 years from now, the, how good the baked chicken was. But if you, you invest in a good photographer you can see those pictures and see those moments and those feelings can come back for you not for them for you because <laughs> that's what a marriage is about a marriage is way that was a band in hand uh not the other way around this just my perspective like, Man. even if i had thirty thousand dollars i wouldn't spend it on the wedding Hey, and look 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 you got people spending 30 plus on the wedding and they already got 60 grand in student loans and it's like hey bro what you doing? With no loans. <laughs> you said what? What's that about thirty thousand dollars worth of debt? Who I'll see you in a year or two. Need <laughs> <laughs> you to get rid of that. But um, man, I'm gonna be honest, man. I, I I look at it like this. Um, I remember, you know, when I was younger, you hear about people who who go and elope or go and uh go to the courthouse, and you used to be like, man, you know. Oh, uh, I can't believe they did that. Why didn't they have a wedding? Blah 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 blah. And the older I get, I'm like, man, sound like they had the right idea. <laughs> like at the end of the day, you, man, me personally, I used to want a big wedding. Now I'm just like, you know what? Bump that. I want something small with 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 um with just the people with just the people that I talk to on either a weekly or 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 month to month basis. You know what I'm saying? People that I'm close to, uh, maybe one one or two of uh you know my family or whatever but i don't need everybody there i don't rock with everybody you know what i'm saying i don't need everybody there as long as we there but you you only half the couple though like you what if your what if your fiance is like oh no like i got 10 people in my family that's gotta be in my wedding 
And she gonna be on the same page I'm on because we having this conversation before I even propose. I'm gonna be like, look, how do you feel about weddings? Sure. Sure, and she's gonna be like, I want a big wedding. And I'm gonna say, man, this is my thoughts on big weddings. And I'm gonna hey. convince her. And when she finally agrees, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 look though, you say you saying sure, but these are conversations you need to have though that people don't yes. have. Like yes. this, is, this is this is a conversation you gotta have with y'all date. This is before it, y'all even. Yes. Date. You're right. It's yes. to be equally yoked and have the same priorities as far as like your importance on certain things. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think um I think that we going to the beach. We ain't gonna be we ain't gonna be in a local area, so I'ma automatically fix it so the people that really can't come got an excuse. But, <laughs> but listen, I want to do the same thing. I told Simone that when we first started dating that I wanted our wedding to be a destination, and I, I specifically for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Because all the people that don't need to be there don't need to be there. You know what I'm saying? But I did, I will say this, I did have to sacrifice a little bit because I understand that she's a different person. And even though she agreed with it at the time, when the time really came down to it, she wanted certain people there. So we did come to some type of compromise where it won't be 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, but it will be a very subset of people that are just very immediate family. You know what I'm saying? So that I can deal with. That's a compromise that I can make because, you know, in marriage and wedding, that's, that's, it's all about compromise. You can't do everything you want to do and everything that they want to do. You got to find some type of middle ground. So that was our middle ground. Yeah. Uh, that's, even that's, though I thought we had already established we're going to do destination wedding, I was cool with it because I understand you know, is 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 what she wants too. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't mandate that for her. And yeah. sometimes talking about she it, got and the writing, Mike, writing, yeah. documentation. Yes, man. But that changes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go on to you. any conversation you have. It ain't written in stone because people change over time. Yeah. man. So, okay, so, oh, yeah, what's your question? I got a random question for y'all. We don't care. I, I want to know your thoughts, man. So, the question is, you know, we're all, well, I guess it's just three of us now because Mike and JT have a home. Um, shut up, Mike. Mike and JT have a home. Um, but is it, a, is it a good idea to pull money out of your retirement for a first-time home-buying decision? option what do you think do you think it's a good idea is it good is it a good investment or what it all depends so yep i would say that it all depends on your personal finance because personal finance is about you it's about you personally so it all depends on how you feel about it if y'all okay with that but I, like I like said, it is an, an, an option. It's an, an option that they provide that does have some tax benefits where you don't have to have all these penalties if you're using it for a first time home. And, you know, if you have a plan to pay it back or if you have another investment plan that's going to supplement your 401k, if you got a Roth IRA over here that you like, hey, you know, I, I understand my 401k by taking a hit. But I'm still, I still been fully contributing to my Roth IRA, so that's my supplemental plan. You know, I feel like use it if you need to use it. But I will always advise people: if you do not have a plan for the money that you take out of your 401k, then don't take it out. But if you have a plan for it and you think you can make it work, by all means, it's yours. 
Man, I I would say this. Uh, <clears throat> if I was looking into uh, getting into the real estate game where I want to start flipping, uh, I will pull it out and use it to buy. And then once I make the investment back, put it back where I need where it needs to go and 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 carry on. You know, it can always be a way to start seed. You know, it can be your seed money to get you get you going. You know, so yeah, it's an option. It just depends on what you're gonna use it for. Especially if like if you're so young, where you still have time. Yep. You know, if you still if you, if you still have time to put more money into it, you still have time to retire. You still have time investments. But I mean. If so, you know what I'm saying? Then you have to make the decision too. You know, is this house what I really want for the rest of my life, however long that might be? Or, you know, do I want to do something else with it? So, um, I don't advise against it. I just say, whatever you do, if you touch any of your 401k money, make sure you have a plan for it. I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. If you're going to touch it, make sure you definitely have a plan. Don't just yeah. grab that bad boy and be like, I'm young, I'm, I pay it back eventually. Yes, because I know people who's done that. I know people who borrowed two hundred thousand dollars to pay their taxes. I know people who borrowed four or five, they took four or five thousand dollars out, or twenty thousand dollars out to go buy a car. And I'm like, bro, what? What are you doing, man? You know what I'm saying? You going to buy just because you see the money there? Now you're going to buy what you think is an asset, but really is a liability. Now you just took twenty thousand dollars, something that was growing, to go purchase something that's going to be worth, you know, what I'm saying thirty percent of it and three months <laughs> man the only reason the only reason why i will pull it out to pay taxes if the irs is knocking on my door if they talking about <laughs> they talking about locking me up <laughs> then yeah can I'm they take forward. your money before they lock you up can they not just go in, go into your bank account slash um retirement accounts and take your money but what i'm saying is if, hey. if they on your butt i'm gonna go get that money yeah for sure yeah. I'm not going to jail. No, 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 no. But I, uh, I'm not talking about that. I know people. I'm telling you, who just got a tax bill and they could have made some type of payment arrangement to pay it off. And they're like, nah, I'm just get from my retirement. But they never pay it back. Or if they do pay it back, it just, I don't know, man. It, it's like, I don't know. Because they have this weird perspective that. You know, this is so far away. I don't have to think about it. I ain't got nothing to worry about. Then 30 years pass, and it's like, well, <laughs> I ain't got nothing to my retirement. Hey, time goes by fast, man. Don't help me. Time, time goes by fast. Yeah, thanks. So I got oh. I got one more question for you guys related to uh, it's kind of related to budgeting. So um, it, and it and it goes back to prioritizing your budget, uh, or you know what your priority priorities are while you're on a budget and you know seeing as we're kind of in like these weird times where some people have jobs or some people had to take jobs with lower pay or they're getting unemployment and having lower pay or they don't they're not getting hardly any money at all um what do you think should be a priority during the pandemic paying off your mm. debt or saving so so I've been reading up on that. I came across an article on money geek by a writer uh, I think her name is Kylie Lobel and it, it's saving definitely if you don't have either an emergency fund or three to six months savings set up already you mm -hmm. need to save because the thing is after the pandemic or after whatever situation it is you don't know what how things are going to be standing right what if it comes towards the end and they lay you off and now you don't have money saved up. yeah you got your debt paid off but now you got to use the credit cards that you just paid off and now you're back in debt 
Plus, plus you ain't got no money to keep you afloat. So you should always try to put saving first. And once you get to at least three to six months savings, I feel like at that time, then okay, yes, you can start paying some stuff out. Yeah, I, and I'm gonna second that. I and and I've done research on that too because I wanted to know the answer. And facts, yeah, you should definitely, definitely start saving. If you ain't got an emergency fund right now, uh, you need to begin one. Yeah, because uh, I mean, what if your spouse? What if something happens to your spouse or your partner or whatever? They get hurt. They yeah. get sick. You know. Facts. So, uh, yeah, pause. I would say pause paying off debt. Think about it. I mean, even student loans came to a pause. You know, the government put a uh, put a pause on that. If it, if it was so important to pay off debt at this moment, they would have paused it. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and I would just echo that, too, to say that the student loans was a mandated pause, right? But yeah. I would say take a look at your personal finances. Take a look at your bills. And, I mean, just call them. Everybody, everybody almost is offering some type of a coronavirus relief you know what i'm saying whether there's a couple of inches free months maybe three inches free months or maybe there's some type of forbearance or whatever just make sure you understand what the details are but i would say if if this is a time that you need to save some money then do it but just tap into your resources and figure out what you can put on halt a lot of people have had mortgages on halt since march since okay. March. So a lot of people haven't paid a mortgage payment since March. And, you know, depending on what type of mortgage they have and their lender and everything like that, they're either going to add it to the end of the loan or, you know, they're going to work out some type of plan as long as you continue paying your escrow because you can't get out of escrow, right? Yeah. Um, um, so as long as you keep paying that, you'll be good. So I would say definitely go and look at your research to see what can be halted at this point even if it's just two three months because it's two three months you can save up that money and yeah. you know because you just never know what's going on but you know it's important to to kind of point out no here mike it's like if you can't get them to to pause your payments i'm not saying don't pay the minimum because some people they probably will hear us say this and be like oh we did the pause i'm gonna pause and i'm not gonna pay anything no 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 if you have a $25 minimum on that credit card and you can't get them to like, you know, make some type of pause, like, you know, the pause that they do, then definitely pay that $25. Like, but anything extra, no, I would not pay anything extra during this time. Yeah. I want to like make your credit up. I would say this though, man. Um, if, if COVID-19 hasn't taught you anything, it taught you that you need a budget and you need to be saving yeah, be saving. Yes, yes. And see, the good thing about that is you can save up all this money, and then when the pandemic is over, or whenever time for you to reallocate the funds where you need to, you have that money. You can disperse it out how you need to. But just like someone said, you pay all that debt off now, then what you're going to be doing is creating loans or developing loans or relying on your credit cards because yep. we don't. This is this is a perfect example of we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> Coronavirus hit. Nobody expected this to happen. We've never been through nothing like this before in our lifetime. So who knows how long it's going to last? We don't know. But if you have an opportunity to save, it's just safe, man. You know, and when we come out of it, then you have the money. You can allocate it where you want to allocate it. But you have it. You are, you're yep. in control. Yep. I like it. I like it. Yes, I think we had a good talk, uh, and I think we we I think we we kind of covered it. I 
feel like after this discussion that I can truly live my best life while on a budget. What about you guys? All right, with that, I guess we'll close it out then. All right, thank you guys for listening in on Geo Talks. Y'all have a good time.